0: When you're in winter's favorite town, the snow-covered mountains surround you, a historic Main Street charms you, and every day brings a new adventure. Welcome to Park City, Utah, naturally winter's favorite town. (sighs) Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.
1: This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cuse podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday, September 13, 2023. We will get to Syracuse's win over Western Michigan and the recruiting implications, but we begin today's show on a very melancholy note. Former Syracuse and NFL wide receiver Mike Williams passed away on Tuesday, Williams was reportedly involved in a construction site accident, and he was 36 years old. A star-wide receiver at Syracuse from 2006 to 2009, Williams was a former second-team All-Big East performer who holds the program record for consecutive games with a touchdown reception with 10 and ranks in the top 10 in multiple categories in program history, including yards, yards per game, and receptions. He went on to play for the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Buffalo Bills, where he finished his NFL career with 3,089 yards and 26 touchdowns. On a personal note, I was working for Scout, later known as 24-7 Sports, back in 2005, and Williams was one of the recruiting classes I covered and one of the recruits that I spoke with during that time. And I just remember him as someone who was full of potential, like many of the recruits that we speak with here at Rivals. And I knew right from the beginning he was going to be a superstar at Syracuse, and he was. And we at the Juice extend our deepest sympathies to Mike's family in the Syracuse football world. There's no good way to transition out of that story, so I'll just mention before the break that Syracuse defeated Western Michigan on Saturday, and we're going to be talking to Brad Bierman later on to break down the win and also the upcoming game against Purdue. We'll also be joined by 2024 quarterback Jacob Samot, who visited Syracuse over the weekend when we return, and I'm Wes Chang.
0: This is the Juice on the Cuse
1: podcast. So Syracuse hosted more than two dozen recruits at the Western Michigan game over the weekend. One of them was New Jersey quarterback Jacob Zamat, and we welcome him on the program now. Jacob, really appreciate the time. How are you today? Thanks for coming on. What's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, Jacob, doing really well. We'll get you started on this one. You were up at Syracuse this weekend. How'd the visit go for you?
2: Oh, I mean, the trip was great, you know. It was, you know it's about like a five-hour trip, so it's not too bad. But, you know, I got up there. You know, I've been to Syracuse a few times prior, so, you know, I was expecting, you know, what it's what it's usually been, and every time I go up there, you know I have a great time and the coaches treat me well uh the, the facilities are awesome, and you know they're they're a good football team, so it's always nice you know watch some good football so the whole experience you know it it's always awesome going to Syracuse
1: so what do you think of the actual game on the field
2: well, I mean obviously they they dominated well western Michigan, but you know I felt like you know they um their overall offense was you know pretty balanced. I like the way that that you know they passed the ball they you know they trust their quarterback. They like putting, they like giving him the ball, you know, in certain situations and letting him, you know, make his reads and do what he does best. So I, you know, I feel like you know, with the pass game and the run game, I feel it's pretty balanced. And I also like how you know they utilize their quarterback in the run game as well, because you know, if you have a quarterback that can move a little, you know, it's always it's always smart, you know, you utilizing your players at what they're best at. So I feel like you know they know how to how to work their players, and you know, obviously that's why you know it's a dominant one for them.
1: You know, Jacob, you just talked about a quarterback that knows how to move and make smart decisions with the football. I think you're actually describing yourself there. So tell me how your recruitment's going with Syracuse.
2: I mean, you know, it, things are good. You know, like I said, I, I believe they have, you know, a, a commitment. But, um, you know, I've been talking with the um, assistant quarterbacks coach and um, Coach Dennis Thomas, uh, high school relations coach. And I, when I went up there, I was talking with the assistant QB coach, and, you know, he told me that, you know, I'm still on their, their radar and that, you know, they they just want to see uh, some game film from this season. And uh, they'll, you know, they'll make a decision on whether, you know, what they want to do, like around mid-season towards uh, october So, you know, he told me, you know, just keep working hard. Um, you know, keep sending out my film to them. And, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: You just mentioned Dennis Thomas. He's the director of high school relations at Syracuse. He's also your former coach at Millville. That's got to be cool to continue that relationship with him from high school to college.
2: Yeah, 100%. You know, DT, he, he was my guy in, in high school. You know, I learned a lot from him because he was my coach, you know, for two seasons, my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, those years, you know, I was not the starter, so I sat back and, I, you know, I learned from not only the quarterback that was in front of me, but also him as well because, you know, he was calling the plays for us on offense. So, you know, he was able to teach me a lot because, you know, he, he has a great IQ when it comes to football, so I was able to pick up a lot of stuff from him. You know, you know he, he he taught me a lot. I just
1: wanted to go back to your visit for a bit. You went up with a bunch of your Millville teammates, including your brother Joseph, and then you got to see your former teammate at Millville, LaQuint Allen, start at running back and have a great game with three touchdowns. That must have been a great experience for you.
2: Yeah, you know, it felt so great. It's always nice going up to a football game, you know, with uh, with your teammates. And, you know, it was nice seeing one of my former teammates in, in LaQuint Allen. So, you know, it was always nice. You know, we all know how good of, of a player LaQuint is. So every time we go up there, you know, it, it's always nice, you know, to see him play and see how far he's come and how much how much he's gotten better since high school because I was with him for two seasons at, at Millville for my freshman and sophomore year. So I was able to witness, you know, what he's able to do in high school and then, you know, to see him do what he's doing in college, you know, it's definitely inspiring, you know, someone from Millville, the same city you were you were born and raised in, you know, be able to make it out and, you know, go play some ACC football. So, you know, it was nice seeing him play, but also going up with my teammates, you know, it's always nice. It's just like, you know, it's like team bonding, I'd say, you know, just getting out and watching football um, with my teammates, especially making a college visit out of it. You know, it's it's, it's always nice going to watch college games with my teammates.
1: So, Jacob, how's your overall recruitment going? And I know you already got five offers on the table.
2: Uh, You know, it's pretty good. Like I said, yeah, out of the five offers, I got uh, Merrimack, Maine, uh, Sacred Heart, Rhode Island, and Delaware State. So, you know, those kind five of schools, you know, obviously showing the most interest in me. But there's also some other, you know, FCS schools, CA schools that are, you know, are on my radar still. And, um, you know, they're just waiting, you know, to see how how the season goes. Because you know how FCS schools are a little later than FBS schools. Like, FBS schools usually have their – most of their commits by their senior season. But a lot of FCS schools, especially for quarterback position, they don't really get a commitment until, like, mid-senior year towards the end. So, you know, I'm just, you know, waiting patiently. You know, me as a Christian, you know, I just put my trust in God and I know – everything will take care of itself but for right now my main focus is just winning another state championship so as far as college recruitment offers you know i think that'll come along the way as long as i keep playing well and doing what i'm doing and jacob we'll get
1: you out of here on this one and it's a great segue into my last question which is about your football season i know you guys are coming off a couple really impressive wins and your brother joseph who's a linebacker at millville was telling you that he picked off a pass on defense and on the very next play you threw a touchdown that's got to be a great feeling right
2: yeah, after that play, you know, I, I immediately ran to him and, you know, celebrated with him because, you know, at the end of the day, my the whole team is, you know, they're all my brothers, but, you know, it's different with him. Obviously, he's my family. He's my blood brother. So, and me and him have played our whole life. So, you know, just me being able to go out there, knowing all the hard work he's put into this, just seeing it pay off and seeing him have fun and dominate and play at the level I know he's capable of. You know, it's awesome to see because, Junior year is your most important year as far as high school recruiting. You know, I had my junior; year, I had a great junior year, and you know now it's my senior year. So now it's his turn to step up and you know have that great year because you know, I know how it feels. You know, to to live under the shadow, especially with my older brother. You know, Josh, I'm out dominating high school, going D one, uh, me coming off of a great season, picking up a few offers, uh, picking up a few Division I offers, and you know he's 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 the last one. So you know there there's pressure there, and seeing him you know live up to the hype and just dominate week after week after week. And mind you, it's only we've only played three games and he's he's doing his thing. So just being, a, being able to see us, him go out there and ball out and just um being able to, you know, to play with him especially because he plays offense as well. So, you know, just us me being able to play together with him, my, my brother I've been playing with him my whole life, you know, it's awesome. Jacob,
1: thank you so much. That was awesome. Good luck the rest of the season. Talk to you soon.
2: No doubt, I appreciate it, man. Take care. Thank you.
1: Jacob Zamat, ladies and gentlemen. We've been tracking Jacob's recruitment for a couple years now. He's got five offers. I think he adds a few more before the end of the senior year. You know that Syracuse has got their eye on him. So we just have to see how that recruitment plays out. But obviously, wishing him all the best as he narrows down what college he wants to attend. We'll take a quick break. Brad Bierman will join us after. I'm Wes Chang.
0: This is the Juice
2: on the Cues podcast.
1: So Syracuse improved to 2-0 on the season with a dominant 48-7 to win over Western Michigan on Saturday. We welcome on the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Bierman, to break it all down. Brad, how are you today?
0: I am doing well, Wes. Thank you.
1: Brad, Syracuse had no issues with the Broncos on Saturday. What were your main takeaways from their second win of the season?
0: Well, first of all, of course, they got the job done, which was to win the game and to try to see improvement from Game 1 to Game 2 of the season which is the mantra of any football coach, and Dino Babers included. It was kind of an unusual game, really a a one-half game, if you will, with just three points scored in the second half. Uh, Nothing really to be concerned about that. When you have that kind of game, when you you score 45 points at halftime and have such a big lead, it's really hard then to – Keep in focus uh, a game plan and with reserves playing in the second half, but I really want to give a shout out to the Syracuse defense so far after two games west it's been really impressive in my opinion, even against an FCS and uh, group of five mid American conference opponent really love the five in the three three five so i 'm going to give a shout out to Isaiah Johnson, Miles Farmer, Jason Simmons, Justin Barron, and Elijah Clark in the secondary. Those guys can hit. They're really tough, and I'm expecting, you know, one or two of those players to emerge as an all-ACC type of performer to complement the great linebacker core we've talked about and the, the rotation now of, of, of five, six, seven players on the D-line, so critical for getting fresh bodies in there. Offensively, the loss of Gadsden certainly hurts uh, All-American candidate, but if there's one position I think Syracuse could suffer a loss of a player of his uh, – Caliber, it is wide receiver. Four, five guys have stepped up. I mentioned to you in the preseason. I was looking for six uh, receivers to contribute on a regular basis over a twelve-game season, and and I think that's happened. And uh, you know, uh, Garrett Schrader threw thirty times uh, in just one half. So the passing game. Uh, is is really showing something after two games. The key to this team is going to be, as always, the offensive line. If they can uh, successfully run block and then protect Garrett Schrader, that's going to be a good sign. Two specialists, uh, Brady Denenberg's been kicking everything out of the end zone. That's what Dino, Dino Babers wants, and he's been doing that in all but one of his kickoffs after two games. And in the small uh, picture of uh, kicks for punter stonehouse he's done a great job especially in the second half against western michigan so everything's set up Wes, Team right up for against two teams that syracuse should beat and they did now with a big test on the road against a power five team purdue on saturday night
1: so yeah brad let's talk about that purdue game do you see syracuse moving to three and oh on the year
0: Right off the bat, it stands out. Syracuse is the favorite uh, on the betting line, and that says something there. Also, from all the analytics, matchup predictors and such, Syracuse is the favorite here, Wes. So that says a lot to me going on the road uh, against a Big Ten opponent, going to be a near sellout crowd, loud atmosphere, et cetera, a team that has many players back uh, from a squad that played in the Big Ten championship game last year. And, of course, Syracuse had to – defeat in the dome just in the final few seconds last season. Uh, but I'm expecting Syracuse to, again, really test the Purdue secondary as they did Western Michigan, a big passing game uh, for Garrett Schrader in this one. And I think he's going to be the difference. He's just such a cool collective uh uh, quarterback for Syracuse. He's demonstrated that now into his third year. And I really think he's going to be the difference. And maybe a Brady Denenberg kick, a good field position back and forth, that type of game where Syracuse wins a close one by under a touchdown.
1: And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. You have a closing thought?
0: I'm going to have uh sneak two quick thoughts in here, Wes. The first one, a continuation of the Purdue game. Trivia note for SU football fans it will be the first time Syracuse football is played on NBC. Since way back on January 1st, 1996, the 41-0 Gator Bowl win over Clemson, Donovan McNabb's first season, Marvin Harrison's last game as an orange player, seven catches for 173 yards to end a college football Hall of Fame career and embark on a pro football Hall of Fame career. My other thought is this is a big week for the history of Syracuse Athletics, Wes, because the university has officially announced It's preferred Orange United NIL collective. That's going to be the preferred collective of the university. Players will be able to use all the official marks of the Orange, the the university's athletic department, the Dome, et cetera. And this is a really big step forward for Syracuse athletics. It comes just over 26 months after NIL went into place on July 1st, 2021. Syracuse wanted to take its time, test the landscape, Get involved with the right partner, I think they have, with Sunil, based in New York City. Jay Belzer, one of the early founders of NIL businesses. He's very informed and one of the industry leaders in that category. So great news for Syracuse's student-athletes in all of its men's and women's sports with the debut of Orange United, the NIL collective.
1: Brad, I'll close the show on 2024 guard Jaleel Bethia, a four-star recruit who Syracuse has been targeting for quite some time. Bethea was supposed to officially visit Syracuse this weekend, but canceled that visit along to one to Alabama following his visit to Miami over the weekend, according to friend of the show and Zagsblogs.com, Adam Zagoria. All signs point to Bethea going to the Hurricanes, and there are already two rivals future cast in Miami. Disappointing for sure for the Orange, but keep in mind the 2024 class is already off to a great start with Donnie Freeman and Elijah Moore. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, 2024 quarterback Jacob Zamat, the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Bierman. And this is West Chang reminding you that when I stub my toe, it's like I press a button that plays all the curse words I know. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh.